the Lord kind of led me to uh, uh, go read it and because this is basically the Christmas story. I want to read it and kind of minister along these lines and kind of as the Lord leads me, uh, I've got the different, I've got all kinds of notes wrote, notes in notes and everything else, so maybe I can get it all figured out because God was kind of speaking things to me this morning. And, uh, but anyway, in Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 1, and uh, it says in verse 26, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of salutation this would be. In verse 29, you know, in that verse 29, you would think, uh, when it says she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was, the Amplified says this, but when she saw him, she was greatly troubled and disturbed and confused at what he said and kept revolving in her mind what such a greeting might mean. You know, even Mary, you know, she was chosen. How many believe she was chosen by God? One, one of the doctrines that we believe, and you do too, is the fact that a virgin gave birth to Jesus Christ, that our Lord and Savior was born of a virgin. And, uh, but she, even at this time when the angel came to her, she was kind of, uh, uh, wondering how in the world she tr- was troubled and, and, uh, trying to figure this thing out. I'm telling you, isn't it amazing how when God speaks something to us, many times we try to figure it out? Try to figure out, now, how's this going to happen? How's this going to work? I don't know if this is going to... And, you know, we start turning those things over and over in our mind when basically all God's asking us to do is believe it. I said, He's just asking us to believe it. Just believe it. You know, when we say we believe the Word, we're to mean we believe the Word. Amen? Because once we believe something, it start, and, and we believe it with our heart, now, we may still have to deal with some things in our mind, but I'm telling you something, if we'll believe it in our heart, Jesus said and said it with your mouth, you'd have what you say. But the thing about it is, once we settle that in our heart, we ought not be questioning God whether He's going to do it or not. And many people do that very thing, <clears throat> even today. I hear, I hear people all the time saying, well, I, I just don't know when God's going to do this. And I found out in the Scriptures, everything that God's going to do for us, He's already done. That blows the mind of some people because they say, well, I can't see it. That's where faith comes in. You have to believe what God says. So she was troubled and, and trying to figure all this stuff out. And verse 30 says, then the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, uh, uh, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Listen, one of, have you ever noticed when, when God's dealing with our heart or when we're seeking God for things, many times what we have to deal with when God speaks to something is fear. Is fear. You'll see over and over in the Gospels when Jesus said something, many times he'd come back and say, be not afraid or do not fear. And so fear is always a, 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 a element that tries to come in to try to get you off of your faith. And so he said, Mary, don't be afraid, for you have found favor with God. Thank God for favor. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. You know, I was, when I was reading this today, I, I read it again this morning, and I was reading it today, and I noticed one a word that makes all the difference in this whole story about Mary. 
when the angel Gabriel came and was given uh, uh, Mary the what God wanted to do in her life, and it's a small word, W-I-L-L, will. And if you'll know that, God always, listen to me, God always speaks in absolutes. He always speaks in absolutes. Notice that he didn't say, I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to make this happen. I'm going to try to. He never said that. Notice what he said. He said, for behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom. There will be no end. I'm telling you, he wasn't saying, he wasn't, listen, God was not questioning himself. Did you hear that? He's not questioning himself. Sometimes we question God, but God does not question himself. Why? Because he knows when I, when he, he, here's, God's kind of like this. I said it. That settles it. I said it. That, that, that settles the whole question right there. I said it. But notice all the time, all the things he said, I, I will, I will, he will, I will. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, listen to this, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Now, we're talking about God our Father. And now notice what Mary said. Then Mary said, here's what sealed the deal. Listen to me. Here's what sealed the deal. Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord... Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed. You know when conception took place? When she said, let it be to me according to your word. Now listen to me, listen. Mary was still, I guarantee you, remember what she said, she was disturbed and troubled, even in her mind and all? I guarantee you, she didn't understand all the how-tos and all the things going to happen, but yet there was something on the inside of her saying, this is real and this will happen. So she said, let it be a me according to your word. I may not understand everything you're saying, but bless God, I believe what you're saying. Huh? Listen, you've got to decide. You got, you got, we got to get to the place in our own lives that whether we can, we can, uh, figure this all out in our minds. If God said it, it will be. Huh? And then I got to thinking about the other part of this equation. The other part of this equation was Joseph. I said the other part was Joseph. I want to go, if you will, we're going to go to, uh, let's see, I, I, we might just go to two, second, uh, to uh, uh, Luke 2. Actually, I want to go to back, back to Matthew. If you saw my notes, you'd think, good Lord, how do you even figure out what you're sitting, what you got going up there? 
In verse, let's, let's start with Matthew 1, 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, after his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Now listen, I think a key to that part, you know, why are you putting Joseph in here? There's a reason I'm putting Joseph in here. Joseph found out after the fact that Mary was pregnant. Now, you got to understand something. He knows how this works. And he was trying to figure out, but, but he, I believe it's, it's important that we realize that the Bible says Joseph was a just man. Here's what we need to understand, not only about Mary, Mary was a woman who honored, loved, and respected God. Joseph was also a man who loved, honored, and respected God. He was a man of God. She was a woman of God. Listen to me. This is how this thing all worked out because the two people that he chose were people who was completely devoted to him. And the Bible says, then Joseph heard being just man, wanted to put her away. In other words, say, well, I, I can't marry you. You're pregnant and I know it's not my child. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel, and I guarantee you it was the same angel, Gabriel, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Now listen to what it says. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Listen to me. He showed up and told Joseph pretty well what he told Mary because he knew this, Joseph will listen to me. Joseph will do what I say. And obviously, he did exactly that because he no more questions about it. The Holy Ghost, listen, we got to get to the place. We got, I, I kind of like connect these things to us individually and personally concerning the Word of God because we have to decide if God says it, that settles it. Because many people's got the wrong idea of this. They'll say, well, God says it, I believe it, and that settles it. No, God said it, that settles it, whether you believe it or not. See, it's to our benefit to believe it. Amen. The word is true regardless of what we think. There, there's so many things out there now trying to uh, corrupt the word of God, trying to tell us it's not no longer uh, revel relevant today. And uh, I mean, we're living in a, uh, let me just put that, we're living in a world that's full of darkness. In fact, I found this out. In Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says the earth was void and without form and darkness was on the face of the deep. I'm telling you, if you look at the words, it says that the, it was chaos in the earth. And all of a sudden, God rose up and he said, let there be light, light be. 
So I'm telling you something, some what, six out of 4,000 years prior to the time that God made Adam and Eve, then Jesus shows up, and once again, God said, light be. Are you hearing me? Light be. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He brought light back into a dark, dark world. And I'm telling you, the Bible says darkness can not put it out. Darkness cannot put it out. You're to shout because of that. Look, if you will, and go back over to Luke chapter uh, 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 two. Verse one says, "And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered." This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria, and all went to be registered, every one to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there was in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Listen, Jesus came... And if you look at it, and if I title this message, I would title the gifts. Because Jesus was a gift from God. Literally a gift from God. And I was thinking about all the wrappings we do nowadays at Christmas. I'm telling you, I don't know how long Linda spent yesterday wrapping presents. I'm talking about she had presents wrapped and all. And she says, is this good enough? I said, honey, they're just going to tear them open. <laughs> honey, when we get through, they care less about what's on the paper. They're, they're after what's under the paper. And I'm telling you, uh, we're in a uh, we're in a such a uh, uh, busy time right now. I know it's busy because here's why: because you go shopping anywhere right now, and you can't hardly get move around in these stores. And God help you if you went Black Friday. But the thing about it is, everybody's looking for a deal. Everybody's looking for a deal. They got their Christmas. Even the parents and the grandparents and all want want lists. They want they want their kids to tell us what they want. What do you want for Christmas? We have asked our grandchildren over, what do y'all want for Christmas? And we could not get no answers. Boy, when I was a kid, I'd just like to get, I'd, you know, anybody ever remember when you were a kid, and some of y'all are too young, y'all are just a little wet behind the ears in here, and uh, the, the, the uh, Sears and Roebuck catalog, that was a dream book. I said, that was a dream book. That you could look at that thing and dream and just wish you could get something out of that, out of that book. And so you look at that book and people underline them, circle different things in them. How, how many remembers those? Raise your hand if you're, you're one of this. That's about half the congregation here. 
These kids nowadays said, what do you mean a book? They showed us in a book, and uh, now you go online and do all that stuff like this. And they'll write out that, and they write, they write letters to Santa and says, I want to, I want this, I want that, I want this. And some of them are so far-fetched, but others are, 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 could become a reality. But the thing about it is they write a letter and they have their want list. Or let's put it today, we also say their wish list or their desire wish. This is what we want, this is what we'd like to have. And, and I'm telling you, sometimes we do everything we can to try to get what they, they, they want and, and their desire and, and uh, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. And I thought about the letters that, that our children write and, and the notes that we take and, and uh, the, the, the grocery list, everything. We, we write it down. It's all written down. And we go and say, okay, I got to get this. I've got to get that. I got to get this. I've got to have that. I'm amazed that sometimes uh, Linda will ask me sometimes, do you need a list? I said, no, I will remember. And I get in the store and call her and said, now what was it you was needing? Or I'll go through the line at the checkout and check all out and look on there and say, oh my God, I forgot. And then I get to start weighing in my mind, does she really need it? Does she really need it right now? Can I make it home and come back another day? Y'all know what I'm talking about? I love it when I walk in the store and I see men coming in with a piece of paper. Huh? But I leave mine at home. I say, I got it and I don't got it. But the thing about it is, we send our letters to, 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 uh, uh, out to the, uh, whether it's the grandparents or the parents or Santa as they want, want to do it and such as that. And I got to thinking about God sent a letter to us about what I want to give you. Here's what I want to give you. See, he sent Jesus. And when they looked at Jesus lying in that manger, a water trough or a feed trough, ever how you want to say it, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And when they went in there, God says, listen to me, you're going to have peace on earth and goodwill. That's what I want you to have, peace on earth. I think I ministered that last, last Sunday or something about the peace of God. And I'm telling you, God wants you to have peace. And I'm telling you, wrapped in that swallowing clothes, that baby, listen to me, we got to understand, Jesus was born for a purpose. He was born for a purpose. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. But when we look at Jesus, there's so much more to that package than what most people understand and what most people see because people are not unwrapping what God has already wrapped up in Jesus. They're not looking into the package to find out what's really in there. Listen to me, you can give them a gift and they can look at that gift and kids are notorious about doing this. They want to pick up their gift. They want to shake it and see what is in it or hear what is in it. And here's the question they'll ask the gift giver. What's in it? Anybody ever had your kids do that? What's in it? What is in this gift? Listen to me. And that's what a lot of people are doing to God today. What's in the gift? You've got to unwrap it to find out what's in it. Huh? I remember as kids and, and growing up, you know, uh, my brother's back there, so he knows what I'm telling the truth. We didn't get a whole lot for Christmas, but we did get some stuff for Christmas. We had six kids. 
And so I, we, we were part of six kids. But I had a, a, a sister that's, I think she's just under me. And Eddie's under her. And she was such, she was so good at opening the gifts and then fixing them back looking like they did before she opened them. You remember that, Eddie? Tish could open them presents and show us all that we had, wrap them back up, and nobody knew the difference except us. So on that day we opened them gifts, it wasn't, oh my God, look what I got with that. Hello. We got it. Huh? Because the suspense are, are, are of it. And many people's lives are like, I just need to know what's in this present. Our, our grandbabies woke up. Parker would tell us that. Have I got a gift under the tree yet? He'll call and ask us. FaceTime us. You got a gift yet? Well, so we got them all wrapped put in there so we don't. But the thing about it is, I guarantee you, we, we do our Christmas on Christmas Eve, and I guarantee you, them, some of them are going to say, what's in it? I said, you're going to be able to find out in a few hours what's in that gift because you're going to unwrap it. And I'm telling them, there's so much in this redemption. There's so much in Jesus Amen. that people have never even experienced in their life Amen. because we got to unwrap it through the Word. And listen, what is that? I thought about several things. The first thing, and I got, I got a long, I got a lot of stuff wrote down, and I'm kind of got ahead of myself and such as that, but I thought about John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave, and he gave his best. He gave his best. He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish but have eternal life. In that gift of baby Jesus laying in that manger wrapped in swaddling clothes was the gift of eternal life. That you could live forever in the presence of God. See, everybody in here and everybody on the planet is going to live forever. So when we talk about eternal life, we're not talking about just the sad fact, well, you're going you're gonna to live forever, and the people that don't know Jesus is not going to live forever. No, 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 they're going to live forever because they are an eternal being. They're an eternal spirit. They're an eternal soul. They're going to live forever. But when Jesus said you shall have eternal life, that means you're going to have the pleasures that God has given you through Jesus. In that life, there's going to be peace. There's going to be joy. There's going to be all the goodness of God in that life. And you get to spend that in heaven. And you think about that and you say, in this gift, there is eternal life when you accept Jesus Christ. When you open that package, you find out there's life in it. There's life in that package. And then if you get to digging, have you ever seen a package and you look good at a package? We, we're, we're, me and my wife, we love to do this. We love to, we call it, get stockings. How many give stockings? Bless y'all's hearts. They're not stockings, they're sacks. There's no way we could put in a stocking what we put in those bags. And we buy and we buy and we buy. I go and I buy and I buy something. I go into the stockings, goes in the stockings. And we, go, and we give them for our, our, our in-laws. We give them for our kids. We give them for uh, the only thing we didn't do this year was for me and her. I sit down and told her, I said, listen, 
I don't need anything and stuff like that. And I'll tell you what, I will just give you a good gift of money. She said, yes. <laughs> That's good. And I said, you can give me the same gift of the same amount. <laughs> and she said, That's good with me. So I done found out what I, we're gonna do for each other. But all the gifts, and so and, and we'll we, here's what we do. We watch, listen, is this is, is this at least you ought to make you make you feeling a little better about the holiday. And so we'll we'll get we bring all the last thing we do after they open all the gifts and stuff, we bring out these big old sacks and we set them in front of our grandchildren and our children. And we set them there, and I'm telling you, we put a lot of stuff in those bags. So we got big bags. I bought bags last year about this tall and about this wide, and Linda said, don't buy them that big no more. Them dad gum, we can't fill them up. It looks like we did bad. So you shrink the bag and put more stuff, it makes it look like they got more. And so we watch them. Why? Because we know what we put in them. And we want to make sure they get everything that's in it. We want to make sure they see everything that's in it. And so if we know they didn't get something, we say, hey, you need to look into that bag a little deeper. There's something in there that you're missing. I'm telling you, we need to look a little deeper into this Word of God and find out we might be missing something that God has placed in Christ for your life to make your life better. Glory to God. You might be missing something unless you dig in there and find it. Glory to God. In that package of Jesus is a new life. There's a new life in that package. The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. He says in Jesus, you get a whole new, brand new life. You don't get a used up life. You get a brand new life. I'm telling you, there's nothing wrong with getting something used, but I just like new. I used to just like to go to car lots and get in it and just smell them. Man, new car. I go get my car washed and say, what kind of fragrance? New car. You can get a new smell in an old car with the right fragrance. So God says, I want to give you a brand new life and he's wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And if you will unwrap this gift, and if you'll accept this gift, if you'll believe in this gift, then I will give you a life of righteousness. I will give you a life of peace. I'll give you a life of joy. I'll give you a great life. And it will be in you, and it will overflow in you, Jesus said. Amen. Glory to God. Makes you want to look into the package, don't you? And then there's, in this package, there's heaven to be obtained in this package. Jesus said, don't rejoice because the demons are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So when you accept this gift, this package that God did, then your name gets written in the Lamb's book of life. And one day that book will be opened. And if your name's in it, you get to go to heaven. I'm telling you, there's so 
so much. We could, we could talk about so many things today of Christ, that the, the things that I have discovered just uh, reading the Word, things that you have discovered just reading the Word of God in the Spirit, you find out there's healing in that package. There's healing in that package. There's soundness of mind in that package. There's so many things that we look into the Word of God and we say, there's a gift, Jesus was lying. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Jesus came for a purpose. And when we begin to see this gift, You know, there's love in that package. That package is love. See, there's, there's, there's love in packages that people don't realize that there's love in those packages. But there's love in those packages. In Philippians chapter 2, you just don't know how many things here I have bypassed. In verse 5, it says this, Philippians 2, 5. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Jesus' destiny was the cross. That was his destiny. Even when it talked about Mary, when, when there were different... Uh, uh, prophecies and different, the angels would speak and, and the different, the, the shepherds would speak and the, the wise men would speak. And when they all came, the Bible says Mary would hold those things in her heart that they said of her son. See, well, you, you listen to me. Mary knew that he was God personified, God in the flesh because of the conception. She knew that. But all through this period of time, when, listen, when that baby was laying in that manger, that, that was just like your baby. I'm talking about, you, you can say, well, that's the son of God. Listen, they loved that baby. He was the prettiest baby in the world to them. But that child, Jesus, was destined, and he was sent here for one purpose. For one purpose. The Bible says in 1 John 3, 8, the latter part of that verse, for this purpose the Son of God was manifested that He might destroy the works of the devil. That He might destroy the works of the devil. Well, you can see throughout the book, of, uh, throughout the Gospels, everything that Jesus did in His ministry, the, the blind eyes open, the deaf ears open, the lame walking, all those things where He was undoing what the devil had done. But his ultimate purpose was a cross. And the Bible says he humbled himself. He humbled himself 
and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. The cross, you know, I wrote this down. Let me see if I can figure out where I wrote it down. I was looking in a Rick Renner's book, uh, uh, The Gems book, the first book, The Gems. And he said, just think of it. Almighty God, clothed in radiant glory from eternity past, came to this earth, earth, formed as a human being in the womb of a human mother for one purpose, so that he could one day die a miserable death on a cross to purchase our salvation. To purchase our salvation. And when Jesus died on that cross at Calvary, He sealed the deal. So what do you mean? The Bible says He said it is finished. It's been completed. And everything that God promised in Christ Jesus is now ours if we believe upon Him and believe in what He did. And this is what Christmas is about. Christmas is not just about the birth of Jesus. It's about you being born again and your new birth through Christ Jesus. Let's go. Let's continue to read. Now I'm going to close this morning. Therefore God has also highly exalted Jesus and given Him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven, of those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Do you realize that one day there's not a person that's ever been born that's not going to call Him Lord. Not one. I mean, they're going to be brought up. They're going to come back, and every knee is going to bow and declare Jesus is Lord. Every single one. No exemptions. But the benefit of us, we have to do it on this side of life so that we can have life. So, I'm asking you to do something. Dive deeper into the package. Look deeper into what God's done for us so that you can continue to grow and you can continue to know more about what this time is all about. Because Jesus cares about you, He loves you, and He wants the best for you. So there is no reason for any of us to have a bad Christmas. None of us. I was thinking because I've, I've seen so many people in life and, and the holidays, I've said this before, the holidays is, is a sad time for them. The holidays is a depressive time for them. And, and most of them is because one of their loved ones or someone has went on, has, has passed away. And, uh, you know, we've had loved ones pass away and, and uh, we've had both our parents and both sets of parents, grandparents and in-laws. And, and here's the thing about it is, we always, and I, I look back, I look back on Christmas's past when I was a kid, and I was thinking just the other day, 
Here's why, because where, where I live, where I live right now is my, my grandparents' old place. Their house is actually beside me, but I, I built on the place right there. And, and uh, we always lived up on the hill. If you walked out of my door up on the hill right there is where we lived. And in fact, you could holler and hear, hear from there. And I remember as a kid, my grandparents was always late to get there. And they were my grandmother and my granddad. Dad, Papa would usually get there first. And then somebody probably either go get Mama or something and bring her there. And, and we, we always had to wait on them to open the presents. And so we'd go out on the front porch and looking to see, are they leaving yet? What is taking them so long to get here? And I remember those days, I mean, just like it was yesterday. Always looking for, and, and think sometimes, wouldn't that be great again? But you know, there, where we are to be rejoicing because they're there in heaven, and sometimes people get in the mully grubs, listen to me, I wouldn't, listen to me, I wouldn't wish nobody back here that's in heaven. Nobody. And they wouldn't want to come back here for nothing in the world. I've heard people say, well, God took my child. And listen to me, I, I don't know why I'm saying this. God took my child. And I thought about that the other day. I, I was thinking about this. Well, I'd rather God take them than the devil. But basically, we don't understand that part either because God don't take people through tragedy and through sickness and disease. But He will receive them unto Himself. So, you know, let, let's let Christmas be what it's meant to be. And that's a family around life and love and peace and joy. I like uh, our family every Christmas. I'm just, listen to me. I, here's what we, we, after we eat dinner, we do all such as that. Before we open any presents or anything, we give thanks for what God's done for us this year. And then we take communion. We all take communion. And I pray over it, and I pray over all my family, everything, and we take communion together as a family. And then we open the gifts. Because the number one gift in our life was who was laying in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. And He's the reason this day, Christmas Day, we even celebrate. Amen. Father, we love You. We thank You for the gift that we have in Jesus. God, He's not a baby in a manger no more. He's the King of King and Lord of Lords, and He's seated at the right hand of the Father. God, every single one of us gets to make the choice if we want this gift or not, if we want life or not. You said we have to choose. We get to choose. So, Father, I, I don't know the hearts of men and women here. I, I, I know some. I, uh, you know, but you know all our hearts. You know what's going on in me. You know what I believe. And you know if I believe in you. And I do. So, Father, I pray that for this Christmas service today, that you just touch the hearts of every person here today. God, minister to their hearts, God. God, if there's adjustments we need to make, God, show us what to do. And then give us the boldness and the faith to do it.